You're listening to the John Clark Cast, formerly the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. My name is John Clark. I'm a licensed therapist and a brand builder, marketing consultant, and a guide for therapists trying to build a better business without all the overwhelm. So glad you're here today. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's dive in. All right, and here we are. Welcome back to the show. Um, this is another episode on the road, and it's going to be kind of a short episode. It's going to be very informal. I'm going to just basically get into uh, answering some listener questions, and that'll pretty much be it. I'll give you a couple of um, antics here in the beginning and a couple of updates on my life and what I'm up to. Um, currently out here in Portland, Oregon, and I've been having a wonderful time visiting my sister and her family. Uh, sitting here um, in her guest room with my travel podcast mic and uh, holding it up to my mouth, trying to pretend like my arm is a mic stand. So if it sounds a little uh, unsteady, that's because it is. But it's a fun little game to play to try to um, hold it as steady as possible. So that's how I'm rolling this morning. I felt I felt some guilt that I didn't put out a solo episode last week. Um, but, you know, in reality, it was just too much. It was just too much for me to do. And sometimes you have to, um, you know, you, you have to respect your energy in a way. And I had really just used all of it. Um, biggest reason why probably is just leading up to the launch of our business made human uh, mastermind community. So our two groups launched that week, um, not this past Thursday, but a week before that. And so I've just been putting my heart and soul into that group, into making it a success and building that community. Um, and it's been, it's been really wonderful so far. It's been gratifying for me. It's been, um, inspiring to see the, the group connecting so well, connecting with one another, um, sharing their ideas, helping one another, and then um, making big plans to, to advance their businesses and do it in a way that makes sense for their lives and, and to learn to market in a way that's, that's authentic. Um, I'm realizing that's another big part of the business made human brand and a big part of my brand. So, you know, and I try to capture some of that here on the show. Um, when I am podcasting and just being as real as possible. I got the pleasure of hanging out with my friend Jeff Gunther out here, who's just a freaking kind of a legend, in my opinion, in private practice, um, you know, in the private practice industry. If you don't know, Jeff Gunther created uh, an SEO course called the Practice Academy, which is, still exists and is actually free right now. If you sign up for his... Um, and this is not a paid endorsement or anything, but I'm just telling you what he does. He has also, if you sign up for his new directory called Therapy Den, D-E-N, therapyden.com, he's aiming to take over Psychology Today, which I think is wonderful. In part because Psychology Today sucks. It's an ugly website. doesn't work that well. They're not transparent about how they rank therapists on there. And I'm pretty sure they funnel their money through some sketchy ass bank in like Bermuda um, to avoid taxes. So 
that's basically what you get or what you're paying for when you pay for your Psychology Today profile every month. Um, Jeff's uh, um, directory is not only beautiful, but well-designed. It's intuitive. It, in, it includes categories for therapists and clients that are not included um, uh, with Psychology Today. So kind of socially minded um, categories, which are which are very important. And then a portion of your fee every single month goes to a nonprofit of your choosing, like the ACLU and um, other groups like that. So it's just a killer platform. And he's trying to grow this thing absolutely huge. You can sign up for free for now. Um, and when you sign up for free, you can get his Practice Academy SEO course. So if you haven't done that, I really recommend it. Otherwise, that course costs some money and um, it's a real gift that he's giving away. So anyway, I got to hang out with him out here in Portland and that was really wonderful. Um, he's just a fantastic dude. We have a lot in common. Uh, he's a true entrepreneur. He's, he's got all sorts of businesses that he has set up and run and, um, definitely is, is the kind of guy that is, is a good example of making businesses that make sense for yourself, for your life. Um, I think he's, he has some wisdom that a lot of entrepreneurs do not, and certainly some wisdom that I, I'm I'm working on and learning from others. But he has some wisdom about saying no to certain business ideas that are just ideas or could be shiny objects, and really um, being selective about what he works on and being very intentional about it, and and also not being afraid. You know, we he and I talked a lot about the dynamics we see with therapists and um, how you know, he and I are both therapists and we serve therapists. And also we get really frustrated by, by therapists. And we're trying to just, we were just talking about why that is. And I think part of it is that therapists, you know, oftentimes as business owners lean toward the anxious side and I I get it. Listen, I get it. And I've been there. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know, I'm not void of anxiety in my own businesses, even, even though this is the stuff that I do and the stuff that I teach, but I do notice that therapists tend to lean on the anxious side of business. They are, they're really, we have hangups about money, about spending money, about making decisions, uh, about hiring people, firing people, being assertive, you know? So I just feel like, I, I don't know, it's, it's kind of part of my mission to help therapists with that part as well. And just to be become a bit more bold and fearless in your business because I think you have to be, and I think you have to push the limits of things like what you're charging or, um, the kind of profit you're taking from your business without feeling bad about it, you know, or making more than the therapists who are in your office suite and not feeling bad about it and not letting them shame, shame you. Um, so I think we have a long way to go, but there is, uh, there are a, a smaller portion of therapists, I think, who are more fearless, who are truly entrepreneurial, taking risks, um, kind of getting what's theirs. And I always like to see that and I like to encourage that. So, um, but yeah, hanging out with Jeff was great. And it's also just cool to go from like <laughs> online friends to meeting in real life, IRL, um, that's always cool to go from 2D to, to, to 3D. Um, I've got a lot of online friends at this point and a lot of people that I feel like are good friends are people like Laura Long, who I haven't met in person, even though we're like pretty good friends. And it just really brings it all home, so to speak, um, when we can hang out in person. So that was cool. It's great to see Jeff here uh, in Portland. 
Uh, I also saw another Jeff, a Jeff from my mastermind group, and that was wonderful as well. And he has an incredible story um, that I would not have guessed. I would not have believed. And I think his life experience and wisdom is really, really serves him in the way that he works with clients now and works with teenagers now. So it was just great seeing him as well. And um, it, it had me reflecting on how far I've come, I guess, and how um, I've built, been able to build this business for myself of helping therapists and, and reaching therapists all over the world in part through this podcast, you know, this podcast really is in a lot of ways, the engine of this business. It's the engine that, that drives this business. And uh, I'm really grateful for that. And and I also just have a lot of fun doing it. So um, I think Jeff started following along the podcast and then, um, and then reached out to do some copywriting work and then join the mastermind groups right away, join the business made human groups, um, right when they launched. So that was cool. And it's been really fun for me to get to know more, more listeners and people who are following along. So, um, yeah, always an open invitation to reach out to me in some way. We're also, you know, taking lots of listener questions now at this point. So that's another good way to, um, to get in touch. Or if you are not at the level of being able to do some consulting or joining a paid mastermind group, then, um, then yeah, asking a, a question is a good way to, um, to, to get a hold of us. You can ask that question either on Instagram at the underscore John underscore Clark. So at the John Clark on Instagram, um, you could find me on Facebook and join our Facebook group. It's, um, uh, we have a short link for that, thejohnclark.com forward slash FB group, I believe. So you could go there, join that group and ask questions um, there for them to be answered on the show. Um, this is, I, I, I rarely, rarely, rarely do this, but I'm trying to make this episode work this morning before I catch a flight. But I'm going to take a little pause here and Laura is going to edit this. Um, you don't have to edit this part out, but I'm just going to take a pause here and make a quick call and then I'm going to pick back up and answer some listener questions and that'll basically be the episode today. So, um, be right back. All right. And we're back. Um, hopefully that wasn't too disruptive. Um, and yeah, let's get into some questions. Like I said, I'm, I'm just kind of squeezing this episode in, so I don't want it to feel rushed, but also, um, I think consistency is important. I know that when I'm listening to my favorite podcasts and they miss a week or they don't let me know what's going on, I'm, I'm kind of let down, even though, um, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. So, um, I just wanted to make it happen. I wanted to make, make some contact with you guys and try to deliver something before I hop on this plane. And then, um, next week we should be back in our, our normal rhythm of solo episodes on Mondays and interviews on Wednesdays. This Wednesday, we have Allison Pigeon, um, who's a consultant with practice of the practice. Um, her interview is airing on Wednesday, so you can look forward to that. Let's do some questions. All right. This question is, I believe coming from Facebook, um, Jennifer Cobb is asking, number one, how do introverts market themselves? And number two, how can I make the best marketing decisions that I can afford? All right, cool. So number one, how can introverts market themselves? I think it's a good question. And um, the short of it is do it online. <laughs> you know, this is really the way that I have always marketed myself and gone about building uh, private practices is doing it online. I've, I've told you guys that in um, 
my current group practice, I've went for about a year and a half and without networking with a single person. And that's not to say that I'm a jerk or don't enjoy, you know, working with, uh, uh, meeting with therapists or meeting new people or whatever. It's just, it's not the way I like to go about it. And I also kind of wanted to see if I could do this thing, um, almost entirely without, uh, networking. So that was, that was kind of another, um, purpose, another reason behind it. Uh, let's see. So I think the opportunity is to market your practice entirely online. If you are an introvert, I think you, you can develop good networking relationships. Um, if they are in fact relationships that will lead to referrals, that's the other qualm I have with networking is too many therapists who just network blindly. Um, or they end up, and then they're frustrated that they're not getting referrals or they end up networking with people who are in the same damn situation they are, which is they're without clients and without a plan and they're not doing anything else to market their practice. They're just networking you know, and uh, I, I just think there are better ways to build a practice. And so for me, networking is is a very small part of that. As you guys know, I spend a lot of time figuring out how to get in front of people who are sitting down to start and end their search for a therapist right now. That's, that's really my entire mentality when it comes to private practice marketing, um, at least in, in terms of generating clients for you and or your clinicians. And then at that point, you can look more into brand recognition stuff and, and um, just getting in front of more people who aren't necessarily looking for therapy. So I think that's how introverts market themselves is they, you do it online, you do it in a way that works for you. So uh, I, I think it's, um, it, you know, it's a better time than ever to be an introvert, you know, and market your practice in a way that, that kind of uh, allows that introversion to, to continue. So um, how can I make the best marketing decisions that I can afford? Well, this is going to go back a little bit to the networking thing because the reality is digital marketing can cost some money, especially when you look at paid advertising sort of stuff. Yes, you can do SEO on your own, uh, or you can pay someone or you can pay for a course or whatever. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, if you know you don't have a lot of money to put into the business, then you are going to need to learn more stuff yourself. You are going to need to learn things like SEO. You might even need to learn AdWords or if you're using Facebook ads or something like that. Um, or building your own website, which I really nowadays don't recommend. I just, it's just, it's been another frustration, you know, going back to what Jeff and I talked about of therapists not putting their best foot forward in terms of their business and their marketing. And so I think 95% of therapists should not be building a website themselves. Um, I don't build my own websites, even though I very well could and have built many of them. The reality is when I work with a, a company and when I work with Artillery, my my new favorite website company, um, they do such a better job than I could do. You know, it's just... You, we are too close to our businesses to really see them for what they are, to describe them, and to be able to create something like that for yourself. So I just think it's time that we realize that we're not the best people to be doing our own websites. And I don't think you see other businesses or people like dentists or um, you know doctors or lawyers or whatever doing their own websites because they need they they're professionals and they business owners and they know they should leave that to to the pros. So. Um, but again, if you are 
completely bootstrapping, then you are going to have to do stuff like that yourself, at least for now. So I would say spend money where you can. Let's say you're doing your own website, but you can afford a few hundred bucks for a great logo. I think that's a good call. You can afford a few hundred bucks to get some copywriting help. I think that's a good call as well. Um, otherwise, you're just you're going to have to learn a lot yourself, and you're probably going to do more um, kind of networking stuff or hosting free workshops or events or stuff like that that doesn't really cost you money. Um, so, yeah, your marketing plan does have to be centered around you know, your, your financial picture. Um, but yeah, but there's a lot of ways to do it. Hope that helps. Next question. Um, Linnea Butler, hope I'm saying your name, right? Balancing profitability of the company with paying therapists a good wage. Yeah, this is a big one and certainly one we could do a whole episode about, and maybe I will, um, before too long. Um, I would say a good book for you, Linnea, is the book called Profit First. Um, Profit First is uh, basically an accounting framework and really a mentality around um, business finances that reverses the 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 old the original kind of equation of business, which is revenue minus expenses equals profit. So you generate revenue, you pay all your expenses, and then you pay yourself what's left. Profit first says basically revenue minus profit equals expenses. So you look at your revenue, you pay yourself first and you pay yourself what you want to earn and then you figure out your expenses. So in this case, your clinicians can be seen as expenses or thought of as expenses, uh, especially if they're yeah contractors. Um, so you could think about it in this way, and I do recommend reading this book if you're trying to balance profitability, meaning your own profitability, your own net profit with paying therapists a good wage. I think the reality is um, you have to define good wage, you know, and you also have to look at the value you are providing as a group practice owner to your clinicians. I think every group practice owner should be taking responsibility for the marketing of the practice and getting your clinicians full or else they can do it. They can open up their own office and pay their own rent and buy simple practice. The reality is it's not that hard to start a practice these days. So I think you have to make it appealing enough for them. And you also have to demonstrate to them what this is worth. You have to kind of tell them um, what it's worth. I think it helps when you are, um, I think it helps to show clinicians what you are doing behind the scenes to keep the practice running or else resentment can build up. And I think they can wonder like, what are you really doing or for this 50% that the practice keeps or 40% or 60%. And so I think it is a good, uh, a good practice to show them both right off the bat when you hire them and also down the road and giving them weekly or maybe just monthly updates of what you're doing to keep the business running. So I think ultimately you have to figure out an equation that works for you. Um, and you also have to think about the intangibles of what you offer, like the stress of maintaining the practice or the liability of maintaining, um, the practice. Um, or if you offer a ton of training, then you could certainly think about that as part of the compensation for your, um, for your clinicians. There's a lot of ways of going about it, but ultimately I, I encourage you, you know, philosophically to figure out what works for you and build a business that is profitable for you first, because ultimately that's going to keep you fed and keep you happy long-term rather than building a business that you grow to resent over time. <sighs> okay. Laura Ann, how to attract millennials since they aren't searching things like quote therapy for young professionals in parentheses, millennials end quote. 
She says, so, with a bunch of O's, how to let them know there is a niche of therapists out there for them. You know what, Mike, my response to this is basically branding. You know, and our practice is a pretty good example of this. We don't, um, you know, we used to use language around like therapy for young professionals in our websites, but you're right. They're not necessarily searching that. They are going to Google. They are, you know, young professionals and millennials are finding their therapists on, on Google primarily. And so I want to be there and I want to be there first. And, when, and then when they arrive, I basically want to show them that this is the website for you. This is the practice for you. Make no mistake. So none of this old, outdated, pastel, you know, awful stock photo looking crap, this very DIY websites and, um, you know, just so many bad websites out there, bad therapist websites out there. Instead, um, you know, our practice has a very clean, modern, professionally done Squarespace site with a high-end logo um, that's very cool, very hip. Um, and then our stock photos, you know, everything is really branded around um, kind of young people, millennials. It has this kind of Instagram feel to it. So we've got these cool images with that are kind of filtered out and um, things are big and bold and um, just very modern. So it, it just immediately speaks to the people we're trying to reach. So I would say rather than thinking too much about what are they searching, think more about um, getting in front of, casting a wider net, getting in front of a lot of people and demonstrating through your branding who you are for. So that's what I would say to Laura Ann. Um, do, do, do. How much time? 20 minutes and I have to take a shower. Um, what do we have here? All right. I'll do the last one. Um, well, these are kind of two together. So Camille Butler Luke says where to get consistent referrals without saying, quote, I treat everything. And then JD Lee says, I am super anxious about meeting with local doctors to build relationships and collaborate. I don't even know where to begin. So to me, these are very, we can kind of lump these together. So first of all, for JD, I would say, and going back to um, Jennifer's question of how do introverts market themselves, if you're super anxious about meeting with local doctors to build relationships, then don't freaking do it. You know, it's not, it's not that complicated. Um, there's a hundred ways to build a practice. So look at the other 99, you know, if you don't, you don't have to meet with local doctors to build a practice. You don't have to build those relationships. They're not the only place to get clients. So, you know, build a practice around you and do marketing that works for you and plays to your strengths. If you're, you know, if you're really good at video blogging, then do a lot of video blogging. Um, if you are more comfortable meeting with um, teachers or school counselors, great, go for it. You know, again, you guys know this is not really my way of building practices, but um, certainly if you are going to build relationships, then do it in a way that is not, you know, distressing to you or going to make you, quote, super anxious. So I would say just don't do it or give yourself some time because w- what's that anxiety about really? You know, is it, are, are you kind of shaky about what you have to offer or how you're different or coming across as too salesy. So I I really would need to know more, I think, about this question. But the short answer is, you know, what's under that anxiety? What are you afraid of? Um, What would, how would you deal with it if that fear came true? And for now, just mark it in other ways. And you can always loop back around and, and reach out to these doctors later if you feel ready for it. So that's what I think about that. 
Um, Camille with her question, where to get consistent referrals without saying, quote, I treat everything. Yeah. I mean, this is the, another big question in our industry right now of, um, you know, how and how far down should I niche? Um, how narrow should my niche be? And I think the reality is you shouldn't develop a niche unless you want to, and and you're pretty confident about what it is and it feels natural to you. So, you know, I would say rather than worrying about saying things like I treat everything, I would focus on who are you, how are you different, and really think about your personal brand. You guys know I'm I'm uh, thinking a lot and learning a lot about personal branding lately. That was why I killed off Private Practice Workshop and launched thejohnclark.com. So, um, and since doing that, it's created a real magnet out of my business. Um, people have been really drawn to it and reaching out more than ever and it's really accelerated what I'm doing. And I think it's helped me differentiate in the, um, within the network and options of, of practice coaches out there. So, uh, you know, figure out, figure out who you are, figure out how to, how to describe who you are, how to really be yourself in your marketing and therefore in your networking. Um, and, and then worry about the, you know, the niche later. You know, it's this whole idea that your niche is you. So let's, let's hone in on that. Let's double down on that and and figure out what makes you different and go from there. Ah, Always a little bit out of breath at the end of (laughs) these episodes, especially when I'm, I need to catch a flight. So, um, but like I said, I just wanted to hop on guys and, and make sure I got something out to you and could offer some value and tell you that I miss you. (laughs) Um, and I'll be back at it next next Monday with another solo episode. Um, we're also going to be, um, getting the YouTube channel up and running again. So adding more videos there and we've got some new Instagram strategy happening soon as well. So find me on Instagram at the John Clark, add me on Facebook, go to the Facebook group, the John forward slash FB group. And that's it for now. Oh, meet me in Philadelphia. I should have plugged at the beginning um, Get Seen Summit. I'm hosting, co-hosting the Get Seen Summit um, with some friends of mine, with Katie Keats May, with Ernesto Segismundo, and Uriah Guilford. So that's coming up in Philadelphia, in-person intensive event, Friday, October 19th, all day. That's at GetSeenSummit.com. GetSeenSummit.com. Check it out. Sign up now before it's too late and come hang out with me and learn from me in um, in Philadelphia. Uh, it's going to be a great time. A lot of um, really passionate, ambitious therapists are going to be there and then you'll have plenty of time to pick our brains and learn from us about how to get seen online. GetSeenSummit.com. Can't wait to see you there. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. Keep doing the work that you love, building a business that you love, and I will see you on Wednesday for our episode with Allison Pigeon. Cheers. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the John Clark Cast. I'm your host, John Clark, licensed therapist, brand builder, marketing consultant, and guide for therapists. I help therapists build a better business without all the overwhelm. Do us a big favor and rate, review, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Hope you have a great week. See you next time.